Harry Truman once said, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And that's what today's episode is gonna be about. The importance as solopreneurs to have a great habit of reading. Welcome to the Solopreneur Secrets Podcast, the place where you will learn tools and tactics to spread your message and create the impact and income that you want. I'm your host, Santi Soliveres. Now let the show begin. Boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of the Solopreneur Secrets Podcast. Before diving deep into the subject of today's episode, reading, I want to thank you for having been listening to these three weeks of episodes, which for me is a great milestone, 21 straight episodes, which it's amazing. It's three weeks publishing daily. They say that to the, the latest studies, they say that to have a habit, to create it and really consider it part of your identity, you have to do something repeatedly for 66 days. So we have 44 more days to go, counting that today's episode 22nd and let's go for it because you know that my goal is to publish one episode a day for a whole year recounting telling you my journey to get to a million dollars in sales and inspiring you and transforming your solopreneur business along the way as I'm doing with mine so thank you very much for being here subscribe in any of the platforms you listen to podcasts, if you like the content, give me five stars if you loved it, because I would be super grateful and it will help me reach more people, have a greater audience and let my message of transforming and inspiring others reach far more people. So thank you very much for being here and let's go to today's episode. Read to lead. Years ago, I did a challenge that Farnham Street blog has. Actually, it wasn't a challenge. It was a course to help you read more and read better and it had if i remember correctly four modules and it's not the subject of today teaching you how to read better if you want to check it out i will put it in the show notes so you can go there and buy it i think it's a couple hundred bucks or something like that and it goes deep on how to choose what to read how to read properly, how to underline, how to keep a place where you store all this knowledge and not just read passively, but actively. But as I was saying, it's not the matter of today. I just wanted to point that out because 
I had this obsession since probably since I was a teenager that I started reading to remember what I read and I was kind of obsessed with people that went on stage or that talking in radios at that time and could quote a lot of famous people and introduce super intelligent parts of their speech borrowed from other people's thoughts and reads and, and writings. So that for me has always been in there, but I had this desire and also this fear that I need to have more knowledge to help me have more clarity of speech and that I also needed to put these quotes that sound always super intelligent and super helpful and also help clarify what you are trying to explain because I think in the end what I strive for was recognition and this will that I have to inspire and transform others Every time I see someone go on stage and give a super powerful speech, I move inside. And I've always thought that a great way to be able to do that, besides, of course, practicing public speaking, that's for sure, was to read a lot, to have this knowledge. And I've been quite a decent reader, not as good as I would like to have been, but quite a decent reader. But one thing that always happened to me is that after I read a book, I didn't quite remember many of the things I read. Normally it's said that after two months of reading a book, you only remember about 10 to 20% if you read passively. That is, if you just catch the book, open it, read it, close it, and get it back into the library. The thing is that if you read actively, that is underlining, writing in another separate piece of paper what your thoughts are, the summary of the things you've heard, the things that have caught your attention, then the rate of retention increases even up to an 80% retention, which is huge. It's a great difference between remembering the important facts or just barely knowing what the book is about. And the thing for me is it was really difficult to remember these important facts. And I also didn't have this method for reading that I was talking about. And even so, when I started having this method, learn about it, I wasn't as consistent in how to plan for reading. Because as you do for your business, you plan when you're going to do certain things like phone calls, emails, social, publishing content, whatever it may be, and you schedule that. I hope you do. And if not, probably that's a subject for another episode. If you schedule that out in the calendar, it's as important that you do the same for reading because reading is the base of everything. Is that what will help you to propel your business to another level, reading deep into the facts and the things that other people before you have already discovered so you don't have to do everything on your own. You know, that's a topic we talk about a lot here in Solopreneur Secrets, that you are not, although you are a solopreneur, you are not alone. And one of the things, besides connecting with like-minded people, is relying, as someone mentioned and someone put it, on the shoulders of giants. 
which are all the people that before you encountered the same problems and wrote about the solutions, their reflections, the way they dealt with them. So for me, I was facing this wall, these stones along the way, until I had an epiphany while doing a challenge through Daily Stoic that I'm doing right now. Today, I'm on day four of the Read to the Lead challenge, which I will also put in the notes in case you're interested in it, in doing a challenge to read better. And it was because I think it's the second or the first day, I don't recall it exactly, they gave us a PDF where you calculate the number of years you still have to live, if you were to live to the mean, to the average in your region, and how many books you read a month. So you calculate how many books you would read in a year, so you can calculate multiplying, factoring the years you have left, how many books you have left to read. And although my number was was decent, as, as I estimate, I read two books per month, or I will read two books per month, that's my goal. Those were 1,500 books, which, yeah, can sound quite like a lot, but if you start pointing and writing down all the books that you can read, honestly, it's not that much. That's when I decided perhaps I can double that and do one book per week so that I can read 3,000. That's doubling the number of books I can read, which is fairly a decent number. And yeah, it gives me more hope of the things I can cover. But I was totally surprised to see, wow, if I calculate that now, I can be super aware of which books I should be reading of or of which books I should be passing. And I, once I saw that, I, I wrote a plan. But before that, I remembered... And today, Bill Gates, for example, sent a newsletter, and I remember him again. When he's traveling, in case you were doubting if all people, the quote in the beginning said, all readers are leaders, all, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. In case you were doubting about that, I bet I defy you to find someone that you admire and that is not a huge reader of whichever topic he is a specialist in. And Bill Gates, for example, he travels with a bag full of books. I don't know if you've seen his documentary Inside Bill's Brain. I think it's in, it's on Netflix. And, and he is portrayed there traveling with a big bag of books. Maybe he has like eight, ten to his lake retreat where he was, I think, at least once a year, I'm not sure if he goes twice, and he stays there alone for a week to reflect and to think mainly on the things, the issues he's dealing with, with his foundation, with Bill and Melinda's foundation, and he always goes there with the books he feels needs to read, to know more about pandemics, for example, which is one thing he's been super into for the last couple of years, three years, and now, thanks to that, 
he has some knowledge on how to apply that and hopefully they will discover some vaccine that will help us and also to think about life about what things he has done and to expand his knowledge and one would say wow the one of the richest people on earth i don't know if it's the second or third still devotes so much time to reading and to thinking maybe there's a good reason behind that yeah i leave you with that for your own thought and reflection ryan holiday for example he has this system he's the founder of daily stoic the page where i'm doing this challenge and he has this system called the commonplace book that people could can do with a notebook but in the end it's a little difficult to go to go back and forth in the notebook and he does it with note cards divided by topics of interest and then he puts that in a box where he separates everything and for example in one of the videos I saw from this challenge, he says that this system was what helped him write The Obstacle is the Way, which is an incredible book. And I strongly recommend that you read it if you haven't. So with all that knowledge and with that plan to read more, the conflict was when to make the time, when it's the proper time to read. And for everyone of of us that you're listening to this episode, it may be different for sure. In my case, I have found that the best thing I can do is have a morning routine where I meditate, where I do my breathings, where I may do some exercise to activate myself, when I journal in the morning and plan for things that could go wrong and things that I'm grateful to. And then I read for half an hour. That's the best way I have found to consistently read every day. Because then afterwards, perhaps before lunch, I can read a little bit more or after lunch or before going to bed. But sometimes it doesn't happen. I have to do too many things or I don't feel because I'm too tired and I don't feel like my brain has the power to read more. But if I do that in the morning, whatever happens with the rest of the day, I have already read at least 30 minutes, which is more or less what I consider I can make every day to read one book per week, which is amazing, only with half an hour a day. And yeah, that's, that was my decision when I started this challenge. And I'm trying to implement it throughout all these days in this week and the weeks to come. And and that's been a huge achievement for me because as I read more, I'm realizing that I, and, and applying these systems, I'm realizing that I get this knowledge and I make it stick in my head more, which is great because then I can teach it to you as I'm learning it which is another great way to learn and retain the things you are learning. Teach another. There's this saying that says that when you teach, two people learn. And that's totally true because the more I talk about the things I'm reading, the more I remember all the basic concepts and the takeaways from these books. So I strongly suggest if you are not yet a big reader, or if you are 
somewhat of a reader, but not that consistent, to go back to that, maybe take a look at this challenge or write to me in Instagram and ask me how I do it. I'm sure that it will help you and I would love to help you to put this habit into your practice to learn more and expand your knowledge because I'm sure it will not only benefit your life but your business too. And I, over the course of the years and watching really successful people, reading about them, seeing about their failures, the things they overcome and all that stuff, I have realized how important it is if you want to impact others to be continuously learning. One cannot stop. If Bill Gates, as rich as he is, as wealthy as he is, continues to do so, even more now than when he was running Microsoft, imagine how important it is for us mortals, let's say, to continue to learn and to discover new things that people in past centuries already had discovered and that they can teach us through the intemporary writings that they made. So my recommendation for today is that you go to your calendar, see what works best for you, whether it's morning, before lunch, after lunch, early afternoon, in the evening, before going to bed, whatever it is, to start planning this time out to read some books. And probably, as this is a topic that I love, in the future, I will do some other episodes on how to decide which books to read and how to go deep into studying a book and also the importance of not being super into reading all the book because sometimes you only need to read some chapters and that's something I will cover in another episode. But for today... I want to leave you with that. If you are not reading as much as you'd like to, or even if reading is something that was totally out of your scope, considering now to add at least 20 to 30 minutes a day of deep reading and understanding. And I assure you that next year, after I have published all my 365 episodes, if you have followed my advice, you would be in a very different and better place. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. And if you want to support my podcast, nothing will help more than subscribing in any of the platforms you listen to podcasts and rate it with five stars. Thank you very much for listening and see you tomorrow.